five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh. For the WDMA, we fight for mail every day from Popeye Chicken. Popeye's new Buffalo Ranch Chicken Sandwich is here to sauce things up. The internet's favorite. Now, part of the reason that I wanted to show this is because, you know, I kind of think that ranch is a Wisconsin invention. I don't know if it is, but we put ranch on everything, right? On pizza, on burgers, you know, on obviously on vegetables you don't really want to eat. And uh, Charlie Barron's, who's our Wisconsin comedian, basically, that's his thing, is putting ranch on everything. Uh, so I don't know why a Louisiana restaurant chain would put ranch on their buffalo chicken, but that's what this is about. Chicken sandwich now comes with a zesty buffalo and creamy ranch sauce. Spread on our brioche buns with crunchy pickles and juicy chicken breasts. Try today. Love that chicken from Popeyes. Okay, so anyway, here's a little bit of a review. This is the kind of the end of it. I was just in there and I got the buffalo ranch sandwich. Yeah. Delicious. It's the best sandwich I've gotten from Popeyes ever. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. She's super fired up, you can tell. I can feel it in her voice. I'm super fired up. Yeah, I'm glad I tried this. I thought it was gonna be a smash. I thought it wouldn't be very spicy. It does got a little bit of a kick to it and it's delicious. So yeah, easy 8.5 out of 10. Definitely recommend it. See you next time. Okay, so guess if you got a Popeyes next to you or in your neighborhood, I don't know if I've ever been in a Popeyes, but anyway, I didn't realize they were from Louisiana either because I love Cajun food. So. You know, this is what advertising is about, right? Advertising informs you of the newest things coming along that you didn't even know you wanted. And so I encourage you to check out the Popeye's new Buffalo Ranch sandwich and let me know how you, how you like it. Okay, so let's get over the, to the PDF stuff and see what we've got there. Okay, so Heinz, and this printed kind of funny, uh... Print week doesn't print very well. Um, Heinz, I either couldn't get the picture of the bottle or I couldn't get the text. But they've come up with a new paper-based paper-based recycled tomato ketchup bottle. Now, the funny part is the, the top is still plastic. And I, you know, one of the great inventions of the 90s, maybe maybe of the entire, entire 20th century, was the upside-down ketchup bottle where you... You know, you just leave it upside down and you open it and it doesn't come out and then you squeeze it. I mean, and no watery ketchup comes out. So I'm not going for this at all because it's not the, you know, it's not, you have to shake it first and make sure it's not full of watery stuff at the top. Now, Heinz is better than most because uh, they got those special tomatoes that they used to advertise. But it's, it's a UK innovation from a company called Pulp X. And what was funny about this article is, is it says that the Heinz caps are plastic, okay? It's got a plastic cap, and the caps are 100% recyclable. Well, why don't you just, so is a glass bottle, so is a plastic bottle. So what's a point here? I don't know, but I'm talking, you know, some days I want to talk about paper. Uh, sometimes I think we get so crazy about recycling stuff that we forget, you know, economically making something. Anyway. It gives them something to talk about. Okay, so how QSRs can find success using direct mail. First off, I didn't know what a QSR was. I know what a TSR is, a telephone sales rep. 
but I figured it out down in the article that I think it's a quick service restaurant. So I think it's a fast food. So we got Popeyes here. We got ketchup. You know, this is a regular. You might be getting hungry already. Um, so quick service restaurants can find success using direct mail. Excellent article. Mac Lukasavich. Lukasavich, probably. He's from Veracast, and he mentioned some studies and stuff. I would have liked to have been able to get my hands on the study. So, Matt, you know, there, if you want to send it to me, that would be great. Um, he said costs are going up like crazy the most, you know, in early 2022 that they've gone up in 40 years in the in first quarter. Um, he said because of that, restaurant operators need to keep track of their marketing dollars so direct mail might seem like an unlikely strategy but he's got a case study in here which i like i like case studies direct mail campaigns have proven to build brand awareness boost engagement drive increased foot traffic from new or lapsed guests you know one of the advantages as andrew ettinger points out is when you advertise in a in a, in a collective like angie's list for 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 in his case, you if you type if you type restaurants near me on your phone, you probably won't see any restaurant websites come up. It won't come up. All kinds of aggregators will come up with uh, with reviews and with other stuff. The restaurant you're looking for might be in there, but it's not building the brand, and it's obviously. Uh, it's smashed in with all kinds of other competitors that might be closer. And so Andrew argues that mail goes directly to your customers or to your prospects and, and reminds them of your restaurant rather than these aggregations that all will come up ahead of you. So are you trying to build your business or are you trying to build, you know, Angie's List business? Anyway, and I don't use the restaurant thing that much. I drive around. Anyway, direct mail has measurable impact. And you know I've always had issue with measurable. I mean, you could measure, but you don't in the direct definition of direct marketing. But in this case, I think it may mean, and I'm starting to rethink this. Maybe if Bob Stone were around today, I could ask him. But measurable also has another facet to it. You know, one, one facet is we could measure, but we don't. But it's measurable. The other is that there's an impact that actually shows up. You know, so if, you, if you're if you the local Coke bottler and you, and you get asked to put a, a sign up on the, on, the, on the outfield wall of the local Little League, you know, can you track that back to any increase in sales? No. If you're the Caterpillar, if you're Caterpillar and you put up a, a, a banner up in, in uh, I don't know what it's called now, used to be called Miller Field, but I guess they didn't re-up for the money. So now it's American Family Field or something like that, which is kind of a quaint name. But anyway, where the brewers play, there's a cat Caterpillar banner. Can Caterpillar trace their sales to that banner? Can they measure? If they take it down, can they tell? If Miller now looks at sales and says we, we quit paying the $50 million or whatever it was for the naming rights to the to – the, uh, Brewer Stadium, does that affect their sales? Probably not. So in a, in a meaningful sense, those are not measurable ads, right? They're just not measurable. Whereas when, you know, in the catalog business, when we would stop mailing for a while, the results would taper off, right? When we'd mail, we'd get a bump. 
It was measurable. It was really easy to see the impact of mail. You know, when Uber stopped their digital ads for a week because there was some problem with the, the placement software, they saw no decline in sales, which suggested that their digital advertising was not measurable in the sense of we can't tell. Doesn't matter what kind of attribution you got if you can't if it's not a measurable result. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so consumers are looking for coupons, they're looking for deals, but you can make a deal directly with them via mail. So in a case study, which is at least he leaves one in here. A direct mail campaign for a national QSR, which is where I got the quick service restaurant, increased overall visits by 36%. Now, was there a holdout test? How did they derive that 36%? Doesn't say. Always wish it would. I guess that's too much to ask. Um, and visits from lapsed guests, guests who have not visited in the past 60 days, increased by 63%. Woo! That's good. Now, see, the way you do that is you mail half of them and you don't mail half of them. And then you get those you get those lifts. Not usually what's done. What's usually done is we mail them all and we notice them up, which is still sort of anecdotally has merit. It's better than no, no impact, like we talked about the unmeasurable ads. Okay, and a return on investment of over $5. Again, is that $5 per piece? Is that $5 per customer? Is it $5 per store, per meal, per shopping cart? Hard to say. So it's not a very well articulated test. But um, then he goes on to quote some of the industry standards about how people say when they see mail, uh, they respond to it. And direct mail, as rightly pointed out by Matthew, puts something into your audience's hands. Okay, so that's good. Here's an article that says direct mail marketing solutions market. That's I think that's like a quote here. Quote direct marketing solutions market. So if you're a direct marketing ad agency, um, you can expect massive growth by 2029. This is kind of clickbait because it's a big ad for a $3,000 study, um, which is you know, which is fine. I wish it said a little bit about what the study contained, but maybe nobody wanted to pop for the $3,000. But anyway, it says that we're going to see massive growth in this direct marketing solutions market. I'm guessing because more people want to get into direct marketing. So if you do, you might want to get over to WDMA.org. We're constantly working on bringing you the, the best and the newest information like the Popeye's chicken new sandwich. And we also have an extensive network. Uh, thousands of people are connected and we can help you find vendors. We can help you find experts, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. We can help you sort your data out. If you've never mailed, you know, the first place to start is, do you have any anybody to mail to? Have you collected any information? I helped legendary whitetails get started and uh, the first thing I said was start collecting names uh, have a drawing or something when you go they were advertising in uh, they were displaying they were being paid to display at sports shows I said 
you know, have a drawing for some hats or something, get everybody's name that comes by. And they did that. When they got to 30,000, we launched and uh, had massive growth for a number of years. Um, then they did it on their own, and now they're all e-commerce. We're fighting for direct mail. If you're in that direct marketing solutions marketplace, we can help fight for you. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.